call is being recorded. Hi, Chioma here. And I'm Mita. We're cousins and good friends who decided to turn our hours-long weekly phone calls into a podcast. Come into the room. Our open conversations are now open to you. In partnership with our friends at Yawa, this is Are You Me? We kind of talk about this when we talk about feminism in general. We're like, a lot, like I, while a lot of people take it as an affront to men, we're trying to help y'all. Oh, we really you know are. what I mean? Like, it's just everybody always- is winning in this situation. Fam. Because, I mean, yeah. Okay, just, this is like a small brand of it, but I remember I, I think I mentioned this to you to watching The Bachelorette last season and seeing I was like, oh, why, why are they making the men strip down so much? Like blah blah blah. Like, and the lead would say certain things. I was like, this would never fly for women. And my feminism mm-hmm. was like, like this it wasn't is not jiving okay. with how naked. No, they it were. really wasn't. And I texted, <laughs> I texted Alex, and she was like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Actually, mm-hmm. like blah blah blah. Like I was like, again. It's not at this is all part of feminism. It's all part of feminism. like uh uh-uh, uh like this is not okay. Like sure the men could have said we're not doing but really could they though? <laughs> you and, know? Okay, and see that's the thing. It's like there's actually a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Like as much as in general, I think the objectification of women and the objectification of men fall in two separate brackets, literally from a safety standpoint, like in general, objectifying women is like the 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 things around it can become extremely unsafe for women. Like the level of demand for their bodies, the control, the fact that then people take it as an excuse to harass them, to breach their privacy, blah blah blah. Um, like, but but like the objectification of men, I don't think comes with a lot of those safety issues at most of the time like sometimes there obviously are breaches of privacy but like the physical danger is usually not as much but the actual like as a man i feel like there's probably a component of you don't even necessarily feel like you can push back on certain advances like you will be there Mm -hmm. feeling uncomfortable like a real man is a man who is just a kind of supposed to be this kind of more hypersexual being Mm -hmm. so so there's no like refusal to a woman coming on to you because that's not masculine. Like for you to mm-hmm. say, actually, I don't feel comfortable with you kind of coming on to me. Like I'm not interested in you. Even to the point, and this is an extreme iteration, but like a lot of guys have abusive initial experiences of sex yeah. and initial experiences of sexual activity from older women coming on to them like mm-hmm. things like that and it's like at that age i think charlemagne the god is someone who has talked about this oh really um quite at length and like a lot of men at least initially they don't see themselves as being victims in any way because the it's idea like of a real, cred. Yeah. right the idea of being a real man is that any sexual advance that comes your way is a validation of your masculinity Mm-hmm. And like, how sad is that? Like, what if you're someone who's shy? Or what if you just don't want? And then you have to like go out into the world. First, you have to like reframe that whole experience in your mind as something that you were fine with. And then you have to go out in the world and like create an entire narrative to boast about something that was completely unacceptable that happened to you. Yeah. 
when I said amen, okay, I was literally asking from a genuine place because I'm just like this, I, this stuff, I'm not seeing, like we know the harm it's doing to women, but the harm it's also doing to men is not small. Right. And I'm just like, I look at it and I'm just, I'm like, I know I would be tired. <laughs> like, I know I would be like looking to be free. It's like there's pressure, but you can't even say who exactly the pressure is coming from. Kind of like that pressure to be hypersexual, but also like even the pressures around. I mean, money was one that came up this week, which we recently yeah. talked about, but just like the number of experiences I've had and seen of men feeling inadequate because they don't have money. Bear in mind, we've reached a point in society where on paper, a man not having money and a woman not having money aren't that different because the responsibility of care, like literally take, like as I am now, me losing my job is not any less special than a man losing his job. It literally means the same thing for us. I wouldn't be able to pay certain bills unless I was, you know, I'm lucky enough to live in a place like Canada where there are safety nets for job loss. But like, I literally wouldn't be able to pay my bills. And it's like, the, like at this point, especially like I would say in the Western world, like we've kind of reached an, a bit of an equalization on that where the loss of streams of income impacts a woman in the same way that it impacts yeah. a man, just literally from your on paper situation. But there's this additional level with men where they somehow like feel emasculated. Mm-hmm. Like literally feel like less of a man. They feel unworthy, unlovable, undeserving of anything. Like, and I mean, Ozzy's tweet on it was amazing. Ozzy Atomi is a prominent Nigerian feminist voice and she's very active on Twitter. And she responded to a tweet that said, I think men are not properly loved until they make money with some musings of her own. Um, She said, men place their self-worth in financial prosperity. And when a man does not have money, he sentences everyone around him to purgatory and pushes away any love because he cannot believe there is anything to love about him. And I don't know, I was thinking a lot about masculinity at the time and this rang true. The way she just framed it around the the level of insecurity that makes you like push people away and put people who love you in like this kind of purgatory situation mm-hmm. while kind of framing it as a narrative of, oh, I don't deserve, you know, like nobody yeah. will love me if I am. But it's like nobody did that to you. You did that to yourself. Exactly. Not probably not intentionally, because as I said, there's these bigger forces of society and these narratives but like you did that to yourself like you don't have to weigh your um worth in dollars right more time people don't care and the craziest thing to me as well as as an aside to this is work is one of those things that is like it's just part of life like yes a lot of people end up in unfortunate situations where they're out of work for a long time but for the most part most people are going to be working most of their lives, right? So mm-hmm. it's also interesting to like this, like when people aren't working or they don't have an income, like the hit. Again, I, I've been through that. So like, I know the feeling of just questioning, like, especially like if you get laid off, you wonder like, oh, why me? 
you know, if you get like if you get let go, it's like, okay, what did I do? If it does feel like an attack on your um, competence, yeah, you know, and you it can make you question yourself. It can be a hit to the self esteem. But I just feel like there's this additional layer of my masculinity, mm. and I'm like, are you okay? Because it does not seem to be help. Like it doesn't seem to be helping you because it's like you already are dealing with the actual wahala of the situation. Then you yeah. add like the layer of isolation you're putting onto yourself by saying I'm not worthy of good things when I'm not in this financial situation that I desire to be in and then on top of all of that it's like the money I don't know it just kind of comes back to then the money control component it's like you without money you now feel powerless so what does that say about you when you do have money and your expectations when you do Okay, so I hear what you're saying about the the expectation. You said what? No, I'm just like, I'm just venting. Like, this stuff has been coming up in my whole week. Just like, I've just been thinking so much. I've been thinking a lot about men. And just thinking about what they go through. And just the fact that I'm just like, do you you not want to be free? Like, is this, it does not sound fun. It doesn't sound fun. The same way we sometimes sit around and lament, like, some of the expectations put on us as women culturally and we like gather ourselves to break those because we see how much like how much it defeats us and i think in a lot of scenarios like for women like yes there's always those women who are like patriarchal soldiers really Mm -hmm. trying to preserve all the crap that we deal with but like I think the big, the biggest difficulty for women is like sometimes we're fighting against systems where we have to use kana kana ways to even get influence in those systems. Yeah. But I'm like, men, you actually have a lot more potential control over the systems if you guys band together. Mm. Like you're in so many positions of power. You can institute, you know, paternal leaves and mental health systems. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much more men in positions that if they push some of these things, we would see way more action more quickly than what we see when women are pushing them. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. No, um, what I was saying You were going back was, to the control or the expectations was, piece. Um, I mean, well, what you had said, but I just wanted to respond to the money part because I do hear, I mean, we've talked about this before, like the idea that um, a lot of men feel inadequate when they don't have money because money is tied to power. And we know this, but I think specifically, I wanted to say like, from I don't I don't know like that's not always the case though in this situation, right? Because it's a thing of like, well, men are supposed to be providers or called. I mean, you know, that's yeah. the narrative. So even if even if it's not a man who wants to control his wife with money or his partner with money, there's that feeling of like, oh, now my wife or partner is taking care of me. Um. What does that make me, you know? Mm. So even if it's not like, they, they, they might not be trying to dominate, but there's that idea of like, well, we're not even equal, right? Because even someone will be losing equal partnerships, like, well, now I'm what? Like now I'm I'm the layup. I'm the one being taken care of by my partner. Like I'm supposed to be the provider and the head and the whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. So it might not even be a case of like trying to dominate or it might be someone no, who has I, money and doesn't even dominate. Yeah. You know? But I also, I'm just like, I think that one sad thing, so... I have to confirm this study, but there's a study that basically shows that when men are in these spaces where they somehow feel 
like their masculinity has been like their position as provider has come into question so for example when you lose your source of income yeah that they actually the 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 demoralization does not lead to any desire to step up in other areas so like you will lose your job and instead of going what can i do more in my marriage like my wife is the one who's working kids are home everybody's <laughs> more misery oh i have a i have a per- personal from personal example i know oh my gosh i'm keen to hear it but like the gist of the study was basically they get in these spots and instead of being like, oh, okay, I'm not working, unfortunately, but I'm going to carve out this time. I'll, I'll do my job applications there, here. And then for the rest of the time, I'll do the other things. I'll take care of the house. I'll go pick up the kids. They don't step into those other duties and they just kind of slip into, a, into misery. And I'm like, I make why? everybody miserable with yeah, them. Yeah, like, why does like, it not add, why does it not add to you to be a part of your children's lives? Like, why does it not add to you to be a source of support to your wife and her? I remember one time, a friend of mine like talked about babysitting his child. Oh my God. That's and like... I was like, huh? You say what? I mean, God forbid that you have a partner who, dis- who dares to open his mouth to say that he was babysitting. Are you or okay? Even, or even viewing, like, I think there's also an overall view of a lot of household things as yeah. default women's things so when I, you're I doing I'm them not his, as i'm not his wife i still called him out on his nonsense so i don't yeah. let nonsense like that's like what's actual Damn. rubbish how can you babysit your own child like your literal child and i think it's just to me just like so okay on the default thing it's like anything house it's almost viewed as like a default woman thing so whenever the man does it he's helping like oh i helped with the dishes today oh i helped cook today it's like do you live yeah. here <laughs> Like and and I wonder how much of that stuff is like at this point subconscious. Like I think a lot of men who may think like, oh, I'm above it now. Like I think subconsciously, there's a feeling of, like, I know this stuff. Like I this stuff leans leans to the woman's direction. And also, then when you now look at how women are raised, there's a lot of, um, women. W- overall, women tend to just be like. Ugh. Okay, I'll do well, it. It's, it's like, okay, is, uh, like if I, if you want it done right, just do it yourself. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. and then oh. over time, you now clock the imbalance that builds and how much time you spend. And bear in mind, though, this day and age, we're all working. One of my least favorites is I don't know how to cook. Mm. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. nah, like. Anything, and it's the same thing with all these chores. Any, all of them have instructions. Cooking has recipes. Like, yeah, you can say, oh, I'm not the best cook. But, like, you can do... Every human with the ability to control their hands. Even, I'm sure there are people without hands out here cooking. <laughs> like, there's just no excuse to not be able to meet what is a basic need for yourself. Like, it's literally... Cooking is not about... B- like being a man or like right? you like, you are you, you, you need to you eat. eat don't you you need to eat every was, human needs to eat i was talking to a guy one time where he i mean and of course like i don't know as things do always they get to oh oh hobbies that's that was the question and he said how like one of his hobbies was cooking i was like oh 
that's good everybody it's like oh i love cooking like i like i'm i enjoy it and i'm, and I'm a really good cooker and i'm like man i'm like would you like a medal how would like would you like me to award you something for that <laughs> because i don't know how this helps and i think it made me think about what you had said about how even on apps right if you see a guy who like mentions mm. cookies like they're trying to use to get brownie points and i don't doubt that this guy enjoyed cooking but his level of trying to convince him that it was a good cook, i'm like good for you because this it has done nothing for me like okay sure if if i was in a relationship i'm gonna be really happy because if you like to cook i like to eat but still like i barely know you and so it's like a good for you in this matter like, it's like you i don't know if you be, like a medal it should be a default right because i was like good thing. for you that you like hey everybody it's a basic life scale everybody should know how to feed themselves he's like oh but well, that's not true. everybody doesn't i'm like but they should <laughs> i'm like but they but they clearly should know how to do that because i mean it's just the life skill period like also even coming up with alternative arrangements like you both look at your lives like look at us we both work you know or whether it's one person's working one person's going to school whatever you both work we have a child you know what let's just take cooking or chores it's like you just go let's just take that out of the equation of things that eats up our time because thankfully we are in the financial position to do so that's how i feel about cleaning on a, you know I've said this over and over again. But it's just like, th- we're in a different world now. Like, the thing that you hate to do at home, somebody will collect money to do and do it gladly. Yeah. I know, thankfully, yeah, it's a luxury. But if it's a luxury, you can indulge in then please, by all means. Because like, with the cleaning one, even like, when I used to go to the office, especially, I'm like, I go to work five days a week. Weekends are the only time. Weekends are the time. My I don't want to be cleaning my, my weekends. Time. Like, that's not how I actually want to spend my time. Yeah no 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 <laughs> i'm like no like this is like an extra work i don't want to do it and i just prefer to uh, it made me so ha- much happier in my life to outsource yeah. it i just think like for a lot of couples if that's actually one good way to to build a more egalitarian household is just take some of those things off the table some of those things that would be inbuilt sources of 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 inequality and just be like nope we're not doing that yeah. anymore I mean, a lot of women have found... I mean, I sent you... I think I sent you an article or something. Was it a game? Who, yeah. And the those things are kind of common now, more common now. It's like... Oh, some people even make it a... You know, how do they... What is this thing? Um, like a fantasy league type of things where people draw... Like you draw... You know how in fantasy people draw players? Like, yeah. So it's like more yeah. of a... Yeah, more of a game to it. Like a fantasy... Yeah, and people draw chores and things like that. Like, so people have found ways like... Because women, again, as I've talked about, even highly educated, highly... Even men would think they're all about this equality thing. It still comes up it so just, imbalanced. Yeah, it just um, leans always towards women doing the bulk exactly. Or there's, or there's even kind of there's the what do you say the mental load as well. Where okay, yes, the man has said he would do the grocery shopping, but you have to say exactly you have to right. buy two onions, two tomato. You don't have sense to know <sighs> that you should buy only two tomato because it's two tomato. Like you don't um, like you know what I'm saying. Like you know, there's no sense to say oh the child only he the child likes somewhere. Or- yeah, be making six figures somewhere. Like this is the cereal that our child likes. Why do I have to tell you the cereal that the child likes? Like you get like the woman has to tell exactly. Oh, but you, oh, you went to so you know by but you not put that on the list. Like in that case, the woman should, should be like I should just have wrong. gone, <laughs> right? Like I should just have gone, right? So it's like it's kind of that thing where even when you divide the chore, right? If it's not like the man will not be like oh, oh, but we're out of. Oh, but the child actually likes this brand. Like, you not think of that if you not put that exactly that on the list. 
and a lot of women experience i'm not saying like that's all clearly not all men but like a lot of women like they found that experience which is yeah which is why like the game things have come up and Mm -hmm. just so people can just kind of avoid it but i know that myself as a person i am very prone to like the idea of like it's not going to get done right let me just do it myself especially if i know that like so in a case where if i know that you don't go to the grocery store you need me to write exactly the list or more i'm just good but but, but I'm, i i don't know when i'm in a partnership i really want to try to not be that way and especially with the kids like because i think a lot of mm. women get into that way it's like okay well yeah the kids like it's me like i have to oh oh don't carry it like that don't do that don't do that don't mm. i've said i've always kind of said this <laughs> that and i pr- i hope i really have the energy and you know to do something like after i have children literally when they're babies oh i will just pick a saturday i'm gone you and your child i'm gone my yeah. phone is turned off however you will not kill her before I, or him before i come back child. Child. well if you like kill them if it's your child if it's your child too so much so much. and I will, not, I will not be there to say oh how you carry the child like this how you feed yeah. the child like that like i will not be there i'm be gone turned off yeah. my phone please you cannot drive me mad you will not kill the person they'll be fine yeah i think that's very important and it's really difficult for a lot of women i think the one thing that i feel like works in my favor on that front is like i i think i i got from my siblings like a pretty good um my preference for every almost everything is like doing it with somebody else like even cooking now which i mean we've talked at length about some of the stuff that we want to cut out and like i don't want to be cooking again for myself like it just takes up my time but like i don't think i would feel this way about cooking if somebody was cooking with me while I was like, you know, whether it's okay, you slice these things yeah. and then I'll do like that. You know, changes I actually don't mind for cooking me. for other people. I mean, you know, this about yeah. me is it's just the cooking for myself. That I mean, I don't like cooking in general, let's be honest, but if I'm cooking for other people, there's a joy to it that yeah. I don't experience when I'm cooking. For myself. I agree with that even for me, but I think more than anything, like, cooking with other people is so joyous to me because yeah. because it's not even a at that when you're cooking with other people they don't even need to be able to cook even say it's your recipe it's your thing that you just like even a keeping a company just keeping yeah the company going it makes such a difference when you know like somebody has washed the dishes for example or whatever while you're doing the main thing yeah like i don't think i would be so negative towards cooking or even cleaning I, all of these things feel Clean i still don't like i one. still don't like cleaning <laughs> but there is like the whole time when i've had a roommate like i've not felt cleaning to be a struggle because there's an element of like okay saturday morning you've got the vacuum out we've got music on i'm you know i'm i'm dusting like you know what i mean like it's just a it just feels more like keeping each other company mm. Uh, yeah i mean i know like my personality is definitely more uh, personality conditioning whatever it is at this point is more especially like with home stuff is more like a micromanage this is how things should be done right blah 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 why are you squeezing the toothpaste <laughs> from the middle of the toothpaste like is it very like so i have to be more intentional but yeah i'm definitely more like that's more in my personality so i feel like that's why i have to do things like ex- more extreme things to, like just let things go and which mm. you know it's not my strong suit but i have to let things go and more extreme things that I've thought about. You don't know since I've just have this idea in my head about just abandoning 
the father of the child with his children or child and be like i'm gone for the day because i think i, no, I, I think have it's important. to have those kind of things you have to know yourself and then you yeah. also have to like actually take in the statistical tendencies to yeah. you like if you just leave a lot of women to their own devices they will be complicit in the ineffectiveness of their spouse yeah so we just have to be like the games, the having a every third Saturday bye. Like those things make a difference. Phone off, do not call me. Don't, Don't call, call me. me. <laughs> like literally, unless someone is, unless something is on fire. Don't call me. I'll mm-hmm. see you. I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. Like, Oh, I'll see you in the evening. I'll see you. The, I'll see you about six o'clock. Whatever. No, because when you're not, be, when I'm not it there, it has to be overnight. I beg, please. When I'm not there, I'm not micromanaging. There's no micromanaging to be had. Like, and that's the thing. I'm it like, you will not. You will figure it out. You will not kill them. Me, I, me, I, I thought I would go for the day. Just I will come back in the evening. No, but, it has <laughs> to be overnight. I it think, will be like it will be like oh, video call in the evening. But it has <laughs> to be overnight. I'm just, I'm just like, for as long as we don't reframe masculinity to include like you know for example being a good and present dad like you know what i mean if you if being a good and present dad was an important line item even more important than provider it would mean that when you fell out of the role of provider which again i'm like please can we free it since we're all doing two two (laughs) income households anyway like can we free it but like say you fell out of that role you would still see so many opportunities to step up to be a good partner to be a good father right you'd be like i'm gonna be i'm gonna attend all the kids this i'm gonna make sure that the home is good so that even my wife she's the one making the money now she's not gonna have to deal with any of this home stuff you know what i mean like there's just so many other ways to step up in the absence of the money piece Mm -hmm. and like why not yeah. Instead, the wife has to, on top of everything, carry the responsibility of massaging the guy's ego and blah, blah, blah. Because, I mean, that's what happened with my parents. Like, my dad, there's one time I remember when my dad didn't have a job, except <laughs> I didn't know that at the time as a kid that he didn't have a job no. because everybody had to pretend. My mother had to be out here pretending that he had a job, and we all couldn't know that, like, he didn't have a job. So, she. Uh, Literally, she would do all these things and she was hustling and struggling on her teacher's salary. And then she would do all these things and then she would be like, oh, like she would buy something. She would be like, oh, go and thank your dad, your dad. He wasn't the one, no. But because everybody's... Yeah. He, everybody's you you have to make massage. him feel good. Yeah, yeah so even That's that time, so we, didn't, we didn't know he didn't have a job. Like, we just thought, oh, he was... I don't know what I thought then. Like, he was coming back from work early or whatever before i got back from school yeah. but i don't remember that time as the time that my father did anything like nothing actually uh, in my life changed other than he used to be there when i got back from school not that he used to be there as he came to come and meet me at the bus stop or he just used to be in the house and i we could it was years later that i knew that during that period he just didn't have a job because my mother had to be out here still massaging the ego still be like oh this even though he was not doing anything I'm just like, and I just think to myself, again, it goes back to, are men okay? Because if your ego is that fragile, it's probably crumbling under other little pressures all the time that I may not even be aware of because I'm not a man. Do you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. if identity and like 
the success of being a man is tied into all these things that are so easily broken. You just can't be mentally well. Like, how will you be mentally well? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like a little out of turn as a woman to like delve deeply into some of this stuff. But I'm just like, no, no, we have to because we are all living on this earth together and like and we're, you don't, we're you're so not, It's not like you're miserable in peace. You are miserable and then you make other people around you miserable. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> like, here we actually are though. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Because during that period, my father found ways to make all of us miserable at certain points wow. whenever he felt like certain, like, so no, you, you could just be miserable in peace and then nobody, everybody will leave you alone. Yo, <laughs> even that, I mean, even in, and this is like a main one with, I think I think the black community at large, but you're just like, okay, fine. It's one thing to be miserable, but it's another thing to be so committed to inaction about your misery. And by that, I mean the way that even getting help and support to deal with the aspects of misery is frowned upon or again, looked at as not being masculine. Like, oh, you, you need therapy, not masculine. I think that's changing now. Even in Nigeria, I'm, I'm, it's changing. And I'm so which glad, yeah. Like people need it, fam. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that like show up a little bit in uh, different Nigerian media things to see even men talking about getting therapy, which I'm so proud like, of. Like, again, it must just be so exhausting and so tiring to like be trying to manage all these expectations and then to also feel like an outlet is not within the realm of things that you should be accessing because that is a sh- demonstration of weakness. Like that yeah. one needs to die as well. Yeah, because the way you talked about your your dad um, making everybody miserable, I think like if I look back to my parents' divorce, that's such a huge and dramatic life change and circumstance, right? extremely difficult for my mother but obviously would have been difficult for my dad as well and like his misery through a lot of it was clear but because it wasn't necessarily being dealt with appropriately it just got lashed out and spread out to us you know and I'm like that's what happens like people I think sometimes people think that they're being really good at managing their emotions like People really feel like, oh, I'm doing a great job. Yeah. Because I'm not talking about it. I'm not airing it. And it's like, it's please not till air it. <laughs> like, please air it. Because it's not till you get into it that you realize, oh, somebody has, like, this person has been, like, isolating themselves steadily. Everybody around them has noticed, though, that they're not even present, that they're isolating themselves, that they're not, or that they're angrier. Yeah. Right. Or that they're, you know, or that they're depressed. Like, People notice the shift in you that you're pretending is not happening. And because they're like around you and they're like, fam, what's going on? You're, you're, you know, you're doing your chest in. And it's like this, and it's <laughs> your chest in. And it's not like keen. It doesn't just go away. Like when it's over, like everything, I, I don't know. I think the reason why I just get, I just get passionate. And sometimes I even get angry and upset about some of the circumstances. I'm like, we're not living in this planet by ourselves in like some kind of isolated women's, you know, nation. 
Like all these things impact us, whether it's like the hyper-masculine decision that polit- political leaders make to go to war instead of negotiating. Like they, they, that, that, those things have massive ripples through yeah. entire generations. Yeah. You know, and like, and I know sometimes people want to be like, oh, it's a, talk about the individual, talk about the individual. And like, yeah, sometimes it's individuals who are jerks, but like, also it's like a huge culture of promoting and condoning and whatever, whatever, yeah. all this stuff. I mean, I could, yeah, it's just, it's not serving any of us. It's not serving any of us. It's I'm not like, serving anybody. Yeah. And why that's, again, that's why I say, I, that's, I mean, I've said it before, I will say it again. I don't know why everybody is not a feminist because I'm like, literally, it doesn't harm you. It benefits everybody. Can you not yeah. see? We're fighting for you. Loki, I mean, you know, I, I so felt the same way. Even with NSAS, I was like, you, this police, literally. Yeah. This is your, like, are you not seeing? That we're literally fight. Like, if, if we win on this, you get more money. Right. You're safer. You're like, it's better for you. Well, and it, but again, th- that police analogy is like, to me, points mo- most directly to women who are against all this stuff. And women who, like, there's so many things that women are the ones who are like the gatekeepers of when it comes to negative masculinity. Like the things that women will say about a man who is softer, for example. Like mm. you just hear phrases like, oh, like not a man who cries or does this or you know what i mean like, just like things just things you in said that the one about bridget saying that people were like they like the character but yeah. not the guy i'm like well i know that was a, okay because i i love me some some reggae john and i just thought like okay firstly he's an unnecessarily attractive man like just good looking to a point where it wasn't the angel could have moved on from his, the design <laughs> of his face and just moved on to something else like you do not need to spend that much time but in his character he wasn't um, made by an intern (laughs) he was not made by an intern no he was not they really they asked one of the pros in fact you know they did they asked asked somebody to come out yeah they asked the one who made rihanna to come out of retirement (laughs) to do (laughs) but like in interviews you could tell he comes across as a like so much more light playful soft which soft is to me like it's hopped it's top level description of a man like i just think it's so beautiful when people when men have a softness because i'm just like you that means you have you have fought the good fight and won in a way because everything in your upbringing and your direction is pushing you to harden yourself to act Mm -hmm. like you don't care to be descent you know what i mean like unless some people have those personalities and like struggle because like your personality doesn't get validated um and so like yeah i don't know to see the energy that some of that got where they're like oh he's not as like kind of brooding as the character in Bridgerton and somehow that makes him less attractive and I'm like that's fair obviously attractiveness is in the eye of the beholder and people can but it's not as if people don't find him attractive clearly right yeah no they do because that's the thing right because they're like oh I'm attracted to the character but not him so it's not not a physical thing yeah so it's actually it's actually the it's actually in the behavioral thing and I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm like ladies let's be honest the character is emotionally stunted like like the actual character and 
you'll see this when you watch like he's emotionally stunted which leads to a lot of the ways that he behaves yeah and of course there's also like there's like a some people are attracted to there's like a sexiness and like being a little bit dark mysterious vibes or whatever and maybe it's that but like overall i'm like overall i'm like the character is emotionally stunted and we need to actually want better (laughs) (laughs) and and i think actually bridgerton's a good is a good show of this because it's like he's emotionally stunted from something he experienced in his childhood which is probably the case from for a lot of men it's like something something you experienced in your childhood or growing up and like instead of processing it or being honest about it be direct like there's these I mean and this is for everyone like there's women like this too where you kind of you harden because you don't want to be hurt by the same kinds of things again but again all the hardness that people like literally anybody does that you always think oh I'm doing such a good job of managing this emotion like I'm holding it together it doesn't when you actually deep and talk to the people around you they're always like yeah we've been getting the rough end of this your hardness for as long as you know we've experienced you like it's just never as successful as people really think it is unfortunately it would be great if it was that would be brilliant if it was i wanted to come back to kind of the point that you were making which is like a lot of this things even like the negative parts of masculinity like women enforce that by the things that they say sometimes like which is where you got into like some, oh yeah, of course. Like, like, like a uh, house. Like how? Like um. Like they don't want a soft guy. But I don't think, want a soft I guy. Like, I wouldn't ever be with a virgin. <laughs> that is. I mean, women yeah. say that all the time. Yeah. Women or, say that all the time. Yeah. Or even uh, one that I know that annoys me quite a bit is when people. Are, oh, you have to train him. You know, something uh, like when we talk about like training their partners or their husbands or things like that. I'm just like, oh, it's not a child. Like you know. You know, but you've heard that, right? Oh, no, I've heard it a ton. There's a lot of excusing of emotionally stunted behavior. Like, there's this idea of, like, yeah, you have to train him or men are like children. You have to do this. Like, you hear that that. so often. And I'm like, I'm like, even for men, I'm like, I know some of them are comfortable with the narrative. I hope that's insulting. Yeah, I would hope you would be at least a little bit insulting. I cannot imagine, like, saying that about my partner. Like, why am I with you then? Like an actual if I really grown, think you're like a, a child. Man. Oh, yeah. well, and, and we've heard this. Oh, my gosh. Remember the time when, who was it? That pastor that cheated on his wife. Pastor John Gray is the pastor of Relentless Church in South Carolina and one of the pastors at Joe Austin's church, Liquid Church in Texas. So he's a pretty well-known pastor. But in 2018, there was this huge scandal where it was discovered that he had cheated on his wife. And one of the things that he said, and I quote, is my wife endured more pain birthing me than my children, which is pretty wild considering he's a grown man. And then he cheated again in a global pandemic, which I'm just like, how do you find your way in a global pandemic though? But go off. Oh, his wife, yes. the pain his wife had birthing him was more than I'm the, like, you, you more than the pain birthing his shame. children or their children. And I'm like, huh? That's not... Why me. is she birthing you? Like, why is she birthing... Like, you're a grown man who should be able to... You know what you want. It's it's To me, it's two-sided. It's like, you want to be able to be a child, but you also want to be man of the house. Like, Sis, it's not making you, up. It's not adding up. That, it's not making sense. I say, I'm not a strong woman. 
everybody who knows me knows. I know. Yo, so I told you how today I went down the rabbit hole of Beverly Adese, right? There was this mm. one video. What? I, I, I just had to stop sending you stuff. I felt like I sent you too many things early in the morning. I didn't send this one, but there was this one woman in Ghana carrying this huge box on her head. And Beverly was doing a commentary on it. Um, so she was like, uh, hey, um, uh, Antitanosia, Antitanosia, Madame Goliath, um, Evangelist Hercules, like, <laughs> me. You are the one who is like carrying, you have space on your shoulder, you have space to carry the weight, everything. You are showing how strong you are. It's like me, I don't have strength. Look, if you, if you, if you just push me like this, uh, it's I'm a fallover. Exactly. She said, I don't have strength. She said, me, I am, you, you might have PhD in suffering. Me, MDD. <laughs> be masters in damsel in distress <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um, i just think about that and i'm just like who is who is out here really really wanting to be strong Genuinely. i don't want to birth any person i don't want to train I anybody who what is that, that? <laughs> and even from like a guy's perspective like imagine having imagine always having to be like the strong one not showing any emotion not that da-da. does sound tired like it just sounds exhaust again like i i would not be okay it does not and i think like people we i mean we talk about m- men and women just mostly because society is has set up, set itself up in this way but like we know that like scientifically speaking there isn't a ton of there's not a ton of differences like barring the ones that are societally projected on us, like men and women are very similar because we're human and a lot of human basic needs are really similar. Mm-hmm. Food, water, care, shelter, like it's really similar vibes. Honestly, if you think about it, we're just plants, are we not? <laughs> no, think about it, right? You're literally just a plant. You need sunlight. You need water. Sometimes you need a little bit of love. Somebody, some to, love and care. To like, like somebody this, to like I, pluck your liver a little. Right. Well, the really, idea that like anybody can get away, like can literally thrive in this existence without a very very healthy helping of love and support and encouragement like even that basically it's like it's funny you mentioned the plants thing because we know that even plants that you talk to nicely grow better that's what i'm saying we're really plants <laughs> like, if you think about it like i really just it just came to me that that's all that we are if you think about what we need and what does a plant need like it's right, so simple right, i'm just same. like no, none of us is set up for the level of suffering that we are continuing to impose on ourselves by trying to fit into these rigid ideas of what it is to be a man and what it is to be a woman i'm like we need to start freeing ourselves because it's just it's we we have proven it's not sustainable like we already know that it's not sustainable like obviously if your natural way is to be stereotypically one or the other that is fine but it's the forced confirmation into this the small box of what it means to be one or the other that is Mm -hmm. really like that one is suffering like it's the same suffering as like if you tell it's like when you tell women women who are you know, more tomboyish or whatever, that they have to form and contort themselves into being like these very, very feminine present. Like that is suffering. I hate that. I, I just, hate you hearing that. Yeah, I just thought, like it's just been on my mind. Like 
<laughs> I think I've had time to think because I'm, I'm actually calm now. But mostly I was just vexed. I'm just like, look, at, we're all suffering. And, and what for? Like, it's punishing so many of us in so many different ways. And what for? Like, men are dying over this. Like, just not being able to live up. Feeling so dejected. Suicide rates are high a lot amongst, um, you know, men in in their 20s, 30s. Just... And a lot of it comes from some from these pressures. And then obviously women are are dying because a lot of the, the box tells men to lean towards more violent ways of expression, etc. etc. And that carries over into like literal violence against women in so many ways. Like it's just I'm like we it's it is clear that this is not working for us. Yet we continue to remain t- attached to it at our own individual and collective peril. So it's clear, right, that this whole gender expectation thing, it benefits no one. I think we can all agree on that. I hope we can all agree on that. I think so. It just seems really burdensome. It's tiring. It yields very little dividends, really. <laughs> From this vantage point, I agree. So, so really, going back to our original question, are men okay? Yeah. But also, are women okay? Is everyone okay for real <laughs> at this point? Is humanity okay? Answer, mm-hmm. probably not. Yeah. So, so to that end, right, we know that there are all these gender expectations. Which of this gender narrative would you like to be excluded from? Yeah, which thing would you like to be free of? Which story would you like to pack up your bags and walk away from and never look back or turn into a pillar of salt at any of those things? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. And mostly, we just hope you're okay. Like, genuinely. Yeah, that's true. We hope you're okay. Yeah. And realize you can be whoever you want to be. You don't have to fit into any yeah. gender norm or whatever. Please be free. I would, I would like to say that with confidence, but I actually do think it's so hard. Like, anybody who tries to break the mold, you find yourself facing so many new additional forces like the world does not make it easy for people to really really be themselves and to stand in their truth whatever that looks like so yeah all i can hope is that each day you get closer and closer to your true self and closer and closer to not caring what these people who are not living your life and mostly just don't care like and even the people who do care like they're not the ones who have to live with the consequences right so hopefully we're all getting closer and closer to our true selves yeah that's what we hope for you so today do something that gets you closer to your true self mm. all right take care of yourself that's us we're done bye cuz bye cuz you to do something that gets you closer to your true self okay that's called sleeping <laughs> well whatever it is you we know you don't sleep enough so do that too <laughs> love you love you bye, bye. thanks so much for listening are you me was created by the two of us it's edited by our sister Misha and produced by our friend Falaran in partnership with Yawa. We love you guys! The music was produced by the incredible David, a.k.a. Dalet. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we drop a new conversation. And if you liked what you heard, give us all the stars and a good review. And also, tell a friend to tell a friend. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also send us an email at ayumipodcast at gmail.com. We send out periodic newsletters with fun bonus content. Sign up on our website at ayumipodcast.com.
take good care of yourself. Till next time, this has been Are You Me? Me?